Hey everyone, this is Pastor John, and this is 1611 Devotionals. Let's take a moment now to pause and pray and turn our hearts and our thoughts upon the Lord. God, you said your word is the lamp unto our feet, and it's the daily bread that our soul needs. So help us to feed upon it so that we would not turn to other things for that soul satisfaction, and help us to look upon it so that we would know how to walk and how to live. We pray in your Son's name. Amen. The passage today is taken from Romans chapter 5, verses 15 to 17. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many die through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. You know, one of the things that the Bible recognizes as a unique marker for an individual that we don't often identify is the conscience. Uh, We look at personality differences, we look at physical appearance, but we don't look enough at how different our consciences are wired. And this matters because we can definitely feel different ways about uh, the sins of other people and perhaps more importantly, our own sins. And there might be something that is in your life, uh, that's in your heart, that other people may find easy to forgive, that you yourself uh, may find very unforgivable. And that has a lot to do with uh, our lack of assurance in God's forgiveness. Uh, We feel unforgiven because we're unsure whether God has truly, truly forgiven us. This passage is helpful as we consider this because it takes us back to Adam, uh, the one man whose sin arguably was the the most uh, disastrous and catastrophic sin in the history of the world. His sin was the one that brought sin to all humanity, all of mankind. I really don't think any one of us can come up with a sin that had an effect worse than that. Something universal, something crossing all civilization and all times. But here's what God did in response to this most catastrophic of sins. It says, the grace of God and the free gift by that grace abounded for many. that grace is the grace of Jesus Christ. And what's uh, amazing is what it says in verse 16, that this free gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. Meaning, this gift was not given because we were deserving. It came to us when we were the least deserving. It's pointing us to the gospel message that God proclaimed to Adam and Eve when he said in Genesis 3.15 that he will put enmity between 
the serpent, and the woman. God's grace came to them when really the enmity was between God and man. God came to their rescue. You see, forgiveness is not something that he even waited for Adam and Eve to ask for. He offered it graciously. That's grace. Something that's offered not because the the people who are asking are sincere, because the people who are asking are deserving, but even though they're not asking, even though their conscience is severely wounded, and they feel as though there's no hope in forgiveness, that is when God comes and says, I have a gift for you. It's my grace. It's my forgiveness. So as a writer named William Smith put it, the question has never been, how good are you at being good? It has always been, how good is God at being good when you're not? Do you know that to believe the gospel means this, that you draw near to this good news, that you're captivated by how good God is, despite how how sinful you and I are. His grace, saving us and helping us when we are utterly unable to help ourselves, and when in fact we're going the opposite way. Sure, we see Adam's sin bringing certain consequences into his life and his family's life and the generations after that. But what we also see throughout the gospel, throughout the entirety of the scriptures, is God's goodness gradually undoing the destruction of sin, gradually restoring his people, gradually bringing his people closer and closer to home. So let's reflect on this. What is the one thing or the couple of things that haunt your conscience the most? And what if you were to put that side by side to Adam's sin, the sin that ruined humanity? And if there's grace for Adam, isn't there grace for you? Isn't there grace for me? Here's the second question. What is more powerful in your life and what is more worthy of trust? Your ability to ruin yourself or God's ability to restore you and save you by His grace? And what will you spend more time focusing on and thinking about today? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, help us to remember that the good news that you have given us doesn't turn our focus to what we have done, even though it identifies what we have done is against your will. But it instead turns our focus on what God has done to forgive us and restore us. Help our thoughts to therefore turn to you and to your son especially, and what he accomplished on the cross to save us. And that it doesn't hinge on our performance and that it doesn't even hinge on the quality of our faith in order for him to save us, but it's his grace alone It's His power alone and His love alone that overcomes all of our sins, all of our guilt, and all of our shame. Help our conscience today to be encouraged by this gospel and let it translate into the way we think and speak and behave today. We pray in Jesus' name.